Thank you. Thanks for having me. Amen, amen. Good morning. All right. We'll hear that again from Pastor Ricky next weekend. Yeah, amen. He'll be preaching. Okay, so thanks for having me. You're stuck with me, but thank you anyway. Today I'm going to drill into you Psalm 145, verse 18. It says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And I hope and I pray that you know this already to be true. I hope you know that the Lord is near. He's always there whether you're calling on him or not, but he wants you to call on him. Now, when we call on him, do we hear him? Do we recognize him when he speaks to us? I always start with a story. So the story today I'm going to start with is actually the Easter story, which may seem weird. But there's a part of the Easter story that has never made sense to me in all my years of hearing it. It's the part where Jesus was in the tomb, and early the next morning, Mary came. She came very early the next morning. The stone was rolled away, and there were two angels that greeted her. And they said to her, Woman, why are you crying? And she said, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know what they have done with him. And then Jesus is there, and she thinks he's the gardener. That's the part that I'm like, what? How can she think Jesus is the gardener? Mary and Jesus are close. It's not like they never met. They're two people who are some of the closest people in each other's lives. And she thinks he's the gardener. And he speaks and he says to her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? He speaks to her, and she still thinks he's the gardener. For 45 years, I've read this, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. And she says, Mary says, sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him. And it's not until he says her name, Mary, that she realizes this is Jesus. She realizes finally who he is. Has anybody else ever wondered what the heck is going on in that story? Okay, one. All right. Two people in this room. Thank you. But yeah, every year when I read that, I'm like, I just don't get it. Until a few months ago. Then I got it. God works in funny ways. And he had a kind of a similar situation happen to me. So the backstory is two years ago when parents could choose to either send their kids to school or keep their kids at home to learn virtually, I was voluntold to be the first grade virtual teacher. So that meant for the whole year, any first graders in my building who did not feel comfortable going back to school were in my classroom and I taught them virtually through a screen. So it was a crazy year. It was a difficult year trying to teach six and seven-year-olds how to read through a screen, how to do math, how to understand patterns and numbers through a screen. But one cool thing that happened is I got really close with the kids because I was one of the few people that they saw in their lives that year. They couldn't socialize much. I was in their home. 
five days a week, all day. I got to meet every member of their family, their pets, I saw their favorite toys, they gave me tours of their houses and their backyards, things I wouldn't normally have done. I became very close with them and their families. Well, fast forward to last year when they could return to school. So now my first graders are in school and they're second graders. And I usually would see them in the hallway. And there was this one particular boy who I was really close with. I hadn't seen him. And this was at a time where we were still wearing masks. And on this particular day, I didn't do my big poofy curly hair, so it was pulled back real tight. I took my class to the bathroom. So there's two a boys and a girls right next to each other. They're big bathrooms. I went into the girls' bathroom and I said, hey girls, you have about one more minute and then we have to come out. And all of a sudden this flash flies out of the boys' bathroom and into the girls' bathroom. And I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. What you doing? And he's like, I heard Mrs. Rokita's voice and I just have to see her. Right? I love first graders. So I, I was like, I'm speaking to him, and I'm next to him, and he doesn't know it's me. And immediately God was like, ha-ha, that's it. I made the connection between Mary and Jesus. I'm like, oh my goodness. I got down on my knees and I said, Johnny, it's me. I'm right here. And he gave me the biggest hug. He was so happy to see me. But I understood Mary and Johnny were too distracted. They were too rushed to know who they were talking to. And then that leads me to think some more. Are we too rushed? Are we too distracted to hear God when he's speaking to us? He could be right there next to us speaking to us, and we don't recognize him. Unfortunately, we don't have the pleasure of Jesus walking in the flesh with us. And then because of that, sometimes we think Jesus is far away. But he's not. He's near. He's still right here. We forget that we can easily communicate with him. It's hard because we have to open ourselves up to getting his answers. Remember, I started with Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Remember that verse. Write it down. Put it in your phones. Read it and reread it when you need to pick me up. I also like to read Psalm 139, verses 1 to 10, to remind me of how much God loves me. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. And I always say this one could be scary. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. 
Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God yearns to be with us. He loves us so much. He yearns that relationship, but he allows free will. So he allows us to have the ability to believe in him or to not believe in him. He allows us to choose. We can choose to believe in him, but keep him at a distance. Or we can choose to believe in him and have a personal relationship with him. It's free will. He's not going to force it. He doesn't want us to be with him because he's forced us to be with him. You know, I don't want to be married to my husband John because I've forced him to be married to me. It's a two-way street. God created us, so of course he wants to be with us. When we pray, the way we usually communicate with God is we pray. And a lot of times when we're praying, we're asking God for help, for favors, for an understanding of things. But when we do that, you know, when I do that, a lot of times I pray, God, help me with this, but I want to hold on to it and I want to control it still. Does anyone else do that? You know? But what we're supposed to do is pray to God, ask for the help, and then hands off. It's done. We have to trust. And that's when God says, It's about time. It's about time you let me work. It's about time you talk to me about this. Sometimes it takes me a while to remember I should be praying about this. When you pray, give God your stuff and then let him do the work. Let him be a part of it. All relationships are only successful if there's good communication. And that includes your relationship with God. I believe that God talks to us a lot. But a lot of times we're too busy to recognize it. You know, sometimes God talks to us at inconvenient times. Sometimes he talks to us and it, it's not fitting into my schedule. I'm a very task-oriented person. I have a plan for my day and I want my day to go that way. And with God, it doesn't always work like that. I have to teach myself to be open open to him and his plan. There's many ways that God talks to us. You know, obviously God speaks to us through scriptures. But in order for that to happen, you have to read the scripture. Try to put your nose in the Bible if you can. Every day if possible. You know, get the Bible app. When you're waiting somewhere, if you open up your Bible app, there's a scripture of the day right there. Or use the good old-fashioned Bible, you know, with paper pages. But try to put your nose in the Bible every day. It's amazing how many times what you read that day correlates with something happening in your life. I remember one time somebody asked me to go on a lunch date. And I was kind of like, hmm, I'll go, but I don't know their intentions. I felt like they might be trying to get information from me and then twist that information. 
So I prayed about it. God, am I really, am I overthinking this or is this really it? That morning of the lunch date, I opened up my Bible, read my devotional, and it was Psalm 138, verse seven. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. And I felt like that verse was God telling me, you're on the right track, but I got your back. God speaks through scripture. Also, God speaks to us with persistent messages. You know, it's those messages that pop into your head and they won't go away. Now here's the thing. You need discernment to know, are those messages from God? Or is it your own neurotic self telling you something again and again? You have to figure out those persistent messages. Do they correlate with the Bible and scripture? Are they messages that would make God proud or happy? I want you to know that God will never, ever put a message in your head that tells you you are not good enough. God will never make you feel bad about yourself. He'll never put you down. He loves us too much. God might tell you now isn't the time for something, but he will never, ever give you a negative message that makes you feel bad about yourself. I have a program that I've been running called Kids Sit here at the church for like six years. That was a persistent message that God put in my mind. I saw a need, and God was like, you can do this. This is what I want you to do. And I was like, you know what? That doesn't fit into my schedule. And then he'd put the, the thought back in my head. You need to do this. Um, maybe later. Well, wait till I have more time. You need to do this. And then I finally was like, okay, God, I got you. I have to do this. And then I did say, God, if you want me to do this, you got to provide the way. And he did. He does. When you don't see a way, he can provide it. God also speaks to us through other people. When people give you advice, it could be God talking to you through those people. But again, you need that important thing called discernment. You have to figure out the advice they're giving you. Does it go along with the Bible again? Is it something that sounds like it could be from God? Discernment. God speaks through songs. It could be songs in church, songs on the radio, songs anywhere. But God speaks through songs. When I listen to Christian radio stations, almost every day somebody will call in and say how much a song helped them. That's from God. That's God speaking. And we all know that God speaks to Pastor Ricky through songs. I'm not going to sing, but he probably would right now. God speaks to us through gut feelings. Just something, it just is a feeling from God. I remember a couple years ago when my husband was in a very, very, very stressful situation with his job. It wasn't good. It was affecting him in many ways. So he and I started praying about, should he keep working at this job? It's hard to quit a job when you don't have another one. So we prayed and prayed and prayed, and we both got the gut feeling that he needed to quit. This was not healthy. So he did. 
But that was a gut feeling that we both got after we prayed about it. God speaks to us through opportunities. And God has opportunities that he opens and he has opportunities that he closes. Closed doors are also from God. You know, when my husband quit his job, he went to another employer and he said, hey, are you guys happen, are you happening to be looking for anybody? Might you have a job for me? And they said to him, we just hired somebody two days ago. If you were here before that, we would have hired you. He was so bummed out. He came home, his head was down. He said, Kelly, if I had been there three days ago, I'd be working there. You know, it was a bummer, but we didn't know that was God's plan because one or two days later, he got a phone call from his family in Florida. His grandfather wasn't doing well at all and he had limited time left. John now had the ability, with no stress from a job, to hop on a plane, fly to Florida, and see his grandfather one last time. And once you know, I can't remember if it was his last day in Florida or right when he came home, that employer called him and said, it actually didn't work out with the other guy. Are you still interested? He got the job. And I know him very well. I know if they hired him the first time he walked in their doors, he wouldn't have gone to Florida because he would have felt bad leaving a job after he just got hired. So this, the closed doors and the open doors allowed him to see his grandfather one last time. Speaking through opportunities. God speaks through creative ways. Our God is so creative. I mean, think about all that he has created. It's hard to even think about all that. I could stand up here and talk for a long time. I won't. But I could talk for a long time about all the creative ways that God has spoken to me. But one, I, I do want to tell you about this time when I was on my back deck at my house by myself, and I was, I was sobbing. I had my head down, my eyes were closed, I was crying so hard because I was so tired of having years of infertility, years of doctors telling me, your body's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. I was done, fed up, and I was crying. So I finally pick up my head, and four feet away, perched on my deck railing, is this big hawk just staring at me. And I loved it. I just stopped crying, and I stared at this bird, this big, beautiful bird. I've never had one that close. It was so close. And I remember for like 20 seconds, we're just staring at each other, which doesn't sound like long, but it can be if we sit here for 20 seconds and stared at each other. And I remember thinking in my mind, don't fly away. Don't fly away. I loved seeing this bird. It kind of snapped me out of my funk, and I felt like it was God saying like, you know, pick yourself up. We're going to do this. And it just helped me. This hawk, it just helped me, and I knew it was from God. I have another friend who told me they were going through a tough time. And one time, just one random day, during this tough time, they walk out their door, and there's a rock on their doorstep with the word hope painted on it. And she needed that word that day. And she was like, thank you, God. And that rock stayed there for a couple weeks, 
And then one day, it just disappeared. How did that rock know when to show up? How did that rock know when to leave? It's God. It's God speaking through creative ways. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. I'm a teacher, I'm gonna ask you to respond. For people who ask, what happens? They receive. The one who seeks, they? And for those who knock, the door will be opened. So which one of you? All of us. You know, when people that we love ask us for bread, would we give them a stone? If our loved ones ask us for fish, would we give them a snake? We are of this world, but we know how to give good gifts to those we love. So how much more will our Father in heaven give those good gifts to us? God is a really good parent to us. He knows what we need. Sometimes we think we know what we need and it's wrong. And I hate to be wrong. But what God wants us to do is he wants us to ask. That's communication. He wants us to seek. And he wants us to be open to finding his answers. The point that I want to stress the most today in this sermon, when you walk out of these doors, I want you to know, to feel that God is near he wants a relationship with us. And like I said, no relationship is successful unless it has good communication skills. We have to open ourselves up. God is already speaking to you throughout your day. God is near. He is here in this place right now. He loves us so much. And we have to remember that we can't just communicate with him when it's convenient. So open yourselves up to see God throughout your day. One more time. I want us together to read Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Let's pray. Dear God, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that I could be here, but I praise you for this beautiful day. Speak to us, Lord. Help us to hear you. Help us to be open. Help us to remember to look for you in every day, not just today. Thank you, Lord God, for your love. I pray that each and every person in here feels it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.